Now you can ski the most incredible slopes in the galaxy. Or, if you prefer, explore beautiful and mysterious ice caverns and the famed echo base of the Rebellion forces. And while you're there, be sure to enjoy an exhilarating ride on a Tauntaun. It's all on Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney, from the parks to movies, collectibles, and a whole lot more. I'm Jennifer. I'm Extreme Zen. And I'm Jedi David. Whoa! I like Jedi David. I got a stream upgrade. The Force is with us tonight. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we're traveling to a galaxy far, far away as we discuss the Star Wars universe. Then Zen has a very timely and interesting Disney Castle history fact to share. And after that, we've got Disneyland Star Tours trivia. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Main Street UCI is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 public university. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 professional certificate programs, we've helped over a quarter million students meet their career goals, and we can help you meet yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. A long time ago in a galaxy that we're a part of, actually, Star Wars was released and audiences worldwide were introduced to characters and lands that have become beloved by old and young alike. The franchise has grown with more movies, toys, games, animated series, rides, and so much more. With Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening soon, new content coming coming to Disney+, and... The end skeptical question mark of the main Star Wars saga, we thought it was about time that we talked about all things Star Wars universe. So, gentlemen. I'd like to change that skeptical question mark to a definitive question mark. (laughs) If I'm projecting something onto the Disney Corporation right now, we're going to see plenty more of the Star Wars universe to come in the next few decades. Oh, they spend a lot of money they're going to use. Yes, exactly. That's my thought. First question, though. Okay. For both of you, from coming from me, okay. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode Four. So this is uh, New Hope, the, the New first, Hope. Yeah, yes, the first one the very that first everyone one. was introduced. David, I know you could not have seen that in the movie. Theater. I didn't see it in the movie. Theater, that's impossible. Correct. You weren't even the gleam in your parents' eyes. I don't think so. No. When when, when did that one come out again? Seventy sub seventy seven. Oh. <laughs> so my mom was ten. Your mom was ten. My mom was ten when that movie came out. Seventy seven. Oh. oh, I was born in ninety eight. I, I, so I, I'm I'm not even close. I, I, like, I was yeah. I was seven. Your mom is in my dating range. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's move swiftly on. <laughs> what is your question, Oh Zen? Nope. Good sir. Nope. Okay. I was not born yet. <laughs> no, I was just wondering. Oh, you just so, wanted to know if we saw well, it in the theaters. But yeah. but I was okay. So when I was younger, I lived in Cerritos, and in Cerritos, there are a whole bunch of streets that are named after Star Wars, and I lived oh, cool. on Kenobi Court. Oh, that's awesome. Really? Yeah. So the only reason why I ask is because, um, I mean, we're talking all Star Wars and movies and such like mm-hmm. that. So back in 77, to kind of give you an idea, the landscape of movies is very different. But when it came out, there was nothing else like it. And everyone had to see it. And yeah. unlike movies today, um, you know, like by week three, you see the box office decline almost into nothing. Yeah. Star Wars played almost for a full year in a row to like sell out crowds. Wow. I mean, it was just like as a kid. 
did you see Star Wars? I mean, and people went to see Star. And that was the other thing is I had friends of my age who went to see Star Wars four, five, six, eleven times yeah. because wow. they had never seen anything like it, and it was incomparable to anything else. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I think this is kind of. I'm not sure maybe the Silver Age, Bronze Age, or whatever you like to say of movie making is, you know, being, um, I'll reveal, I was born in the very, very late 60s. Yeah. Um, seeing films um, before the 1970s, the way they made films are so different. Mm-hmm. The way they acted, the way they shot it is very, very, very different than the way they shoot a movie today. If you look at Star Wars, it still has an old 1970s looking feel to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. But it's still much more timeless than anything that was shot in the 60s. When you look at it, it's like, oh, that's a 60s film. When you look at Star Wars, if you don't pay attention to the storyline, you're kind of like, oh, this is modern filmmaking, the way they shot things. Um, They tend to shoot a lot wider. But it, it feels like a different era. Like It resembles the era of films that we see today Mm -hmm. um it 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 still holds true yeah it's aged well yeah i think it's aged well but i wouldn't say that it looks like the gamut of films that are coming out today well now it's the james bourne look where you're like filmed like the cameras in between the two people actually. i don't even think it's that for me i think that the the round of movies that are coming out today, even in the current Star Wars universe and the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. you can tell that a lot of that is CGI. And there's oh, not there's oh, yeah, not yeah. there's yeah. not anything inherently yeah. wrong with okay. that. That they just didn't have the technology to do right. that in seventy seven. Right. But it, but either and or it's just like it it you had this expansive universe, you saw spaceships, you saw stars and, and you didn't see much like that before. For Anyways, sure. So, um, yeah, I read that it beat out Jaws for top grossing. I think, was it worldwide top grossing film or something like that? It was like $775 million somewhere in there. And and that's still another film that you see people. And and, and that's the other part is Mm -hmm. used to be like before I was born, most, a lot of those films I've never seen, but I see this, like people who are under 20 today and they're looking at these, watching these films that were filmed 20, 30 years before their before their birth. Yeah. And yeah. it's still relevant. Yeah. As opposed to stuff that was filmed in the 60s and the 50s, to me, that would be 20 years before I was born. You know, a little bit earlier than that, it was black and white. It's, mm-hmm. So it's, anyways. It's, so your introduction to Star Wars was actually going to see yes. the movie. How about you, David? What was your introduction? My introduction to Star Wars, I think, was... When I went on Star Tours, believe it or not, mm-hmm. um, I actually didn't see the first, well, the first, I didn't see A New Hope until I was 14. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was I was a little bit of a late comer to that party uh, as far as Star Wars is concerned. I was never really into that kind of stuff. But as soon as I got into the theater crowd, it was almost a religion that it was like, <laughs> if you haven't seen these movies, there is something wrong with you. So mm-hmm. sure, I watched four, five, six when I was 14. I keep up with the Star Wars universe. Now I've seen, I think, all the films except for Solo. That have come out in the last few years, yeah. at least. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but I think, genuinely, Star Tours was my introduction to the Star Wars universe. I wouldn't call it a proper introduction, mm-hmm. but an, introduct- an introduction it was, nonetheless. That's that's how it was for me, too. Star really? Star Tours was my first. And then I think when I was maybe 
seven or eight, somewhere around there, then I saw four for the first time. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. So, but it's funny because, um, and my sister is the same way, but my sister turned out to be the huge Star Wars fan. I veered over into the Indiana Jones franchise more okay. than she did. So, so both of us love Harrison Ford, but she prefers him in Star Wars. I prefer him as Indiana Jones. So both good, both good, both good. So yeah, Have you absolutely. Heard of- the Machete Order? No. no. Machete Order of Star Wars? No. Okay. Never heard of it. So um, I I can't remember the exact order. So one of – there's something very interesting that they were talking about. There's a person who was trying to introduce Star Wars to their friends. Mm-hmm. And he had seen all the films. And it's like, so here's a newcomer. And this is before this last set. So that would be – Seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right before seven, eight, nine, they're like, "What order should you watch these films in?" And you know, like most of us saw it like four, five, six, seven, you know, all in a row, mm-hmm. or four, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah, I think mine was. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Four, five, I'm sorry. Six, four, five, six, the, one, the two, three. The three that everyone likes and then to seven. pretend don't yeah. exist. <laughs> um, this guy said. No, you need to watch it. And they call it Machete Order because I think he had a blog and he called himself Machete. And it was oh. just talking about movies in general. Uh-huh. He says you should go watch it in order of four, two, what? six, three, seven, and eight. I and believe. just skip one? <laughs> and just skip one completely. Wow. And, and the reasoning one, and he said not that you shouldn't watch one, mm-hmm. even though it's, but he said that one was a throwaway one. Because if you look in all the ones, in, in when you look at one, the majority of the characters don't actually carry through anywhere else. They don't hmm. show, they don't even mention them. They never mention um, Darth Maul again, essentially, um, quite gone Jin, they, they really, I mean, it's just in a passing reference. And no, none of the future films refer to that film. So you don't need it. Okay. He also says this is the path of Skywalker. This is a story uh-huh. of Skywalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have the fourth film. Then you tell the story of his father in two. Mm-hmm. And the re- also the reason why he says don't watch one is because if you look at two, three, and forward... Darth Vader always dresses in black. So there's a visual continuity Uh, to Darth Vader. He's already on the pathway to evil. Yeah. And then so it's like, once again, four, two, telling the story of his dad. It could have been two, three, and then um, five five and six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when you watch it in that order, it gives you a full visual past and future or present future a storyline and it's and it watches very well. Interesting. So I might be wrong on the order. Look it hmm. up online. Look up Machete Order Star Wars. And if you're new to it, they did, I don't know if there's a new Machete Order including the new Star Wars films. Oh, but I've yeah. got a funny feeling they would just tack those on to the back end because it's very linear afterwards. Yeah. But it's supposed to be the journey of when you watch it this way, it's the journey of Skywalker. Hmm. I had another YouTuber that I'm familiar with uh, recommend the order of Star Wars movies from one to seven. You know what he said? What? Four, five, six, seven. 
<laughs> I want to know how old they are, though. Uh, if I had to guess, and I, I he has graduated with a master's and is now working as a teacher. So I would I would guess anywhere from thirties to to maybe early forties, mm. maybe. What you, what's your take on one, two, and three? <laughs> uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm only asking because. There's um there's definitely a divide. If you are, were born um if you were born after 2000, mm-hmm. the um people who were born after 2000 or around that period are very very much more um they, they like 1 2 and 3. I can see that cuz that was yeah. like their childhood yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. people who are born before that they go no, 4 5 and 6 <laughs> right because, yeah. and cuz they're vis- very different storytelling styles mm-hmm. and what you know so the yeah. thing is that younger people are much more accepting of 1 2 and 3 and I was wondering David what do you thought Well first of all I should clarify again that I didn't have any sort of Star Wars stuff in my childhood except mm-hmm. for Star Tours. The first one I saw again was four, I was at 14 and I mm-hmm. saw A New Hope. So uh, I think actually one and two came out before I was born, maybe, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember seeing the commercial on TV for episode three, and I do remember my dad and my brother going off to see that. I didn't really see it. So I, I actually saw it in the order of four, five, six, and then much, much later I saw one, two, three. Um, it's, it's, it's something else. <laughs> Star Wars won 1999. Star Wars one was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would have been one year old. Yeah, so. you could I wouldn't. Child. I would. But, <laughs> as a little bit so, of child. But you don't hate one, two, and three. I don't hate them. Do you like four, five, and six better? Yes, but I also don't love them. That's... I just. I. I think that Star Star Wars is cool. It's fun. My take on it is that I think it's a lot of it it just isn't my cup of tea and so most of them i i've seen once mm-hmm. and i haven't really had a desire to see them again hmm jen what's your take i'm sorry i'm taking control of this no, just no, because no absolutely I'm very, I'm very dear please, star wars please. is dear to me to a yeah certain. see and that's the thing i think it's such a big thing for you it's a bigger thing for you than probably david and i yeah so Okay, so I remember when one came out, I thought it was it was trying. It was it was you know almost there. I I think I tried to give one the benefit of the doubt because I thought okay, there's already like all of these beloved characters are having to go way way back in time. Um, I did really like Ewan McGregor's performance, and I liked Qui Gon Jinn. Um, the whole like. Had me being older than this little kid was kind of jarring. A little creepy, a little jarring. I mean, not to say that, like, you know, you can't have romance between two people that are, you know, so different in age. But at the same time, like, to see them that young, it was a little like, oh, God, this is a little weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was, it was, it was okay, but I was a little sad that it didn't invoke evoke the same um like nostalgic like fun sort of thing that four five and six does for me okay if that makes sense fair enough yeah i think 
that, and and this is an opinion that isn't necessarily shared across the broad spectrum, but it seems to me that after the original trilogy, the quality of these films just kind of meaning one, two, and three dropped, huh? Meaning one, two, and after three. the original trilogy, four, five, six. Okay. Came out. The quality of the films dropped, which isn't to say that it tanked. Like I don't think that seven and eight can hold a candle to four, five, and six. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't think that they're even comparable. They're still good films, but perhaps that has something to do with four, five, and six having to stand at least somewhat on their own before I was born, and Star Wars was already a worldwide cultural phenomenon i i'm gonna you know okay no matter what you say is going to be controversial so i'm gonna no i understand i know there's so many star wars fans yeah let's let's be straightforward i love star wars there's ones i like more than others yeah so i think most of us at this table share that opinion so um four five and six i thought i i think four was if you watch it again it's it's actually kind of slow much yeah. slower than you might think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, five and six were great. I really liked uh, both of them. I liked very much um, Ewoks and all the Ewoks. Yeah. I love the Ewoks. People hate Ewoks because they. <laughs> Why do they hate Ewoks? I don't. You know what? They, what is wrong with you, Ewok it haters? It didn't uh, have the certain amount of gravitas that they were hoping for, and the Ewoks were originally supposed to be Wookies. They're angry teddy bears. Yeah. How so, can you hate them? Uh, They're so fun. And any, anyways, one, two, and three. I felt George Lucas forgot about storyline a little mm, bit, mm-hmm. and he was much more concerned about he, you know, he he loves the computer graphics and he likes world creation, mm-hmm. and I feel like he spent so much more time about the computer graphics and world creation than he did the storyline itself. Yeah, and, I can see that. And also, even when he did Star Wars, he wrote Star Wars for. I understand five and six were less and less of his, and there was alternate oh, writers. Okay. Um, hmm. The next thing is why I like four, five, and six. Now, if you go to four, five, and six, and you generally walk around to people who like Star Wars, which one do you want to be? And then it's like, well, first, like first of all, it's like I want to be Han Solo because he's a scale like. I want to be I want to be um, Luke because he, he's he's the hero. Yeah. I want to be Leia because sh- she's she's the fighting princess. Mm-hmm. I want to be Chewbacca. I want to be the best friend. So like every character you see, Lando, I want to be the Scalawag's best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you see one, two, and three, who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Obi Wan. <laughs> But Obi Wan's from. I mean, that's the wizard. That's from. He's from four, five, and six. I mean, that's he's my favorite old, in four, five, and six too. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, but no, and I like Obi Wan too because mm-hmm. here's the wizard old teacher with all the experience. Mm-hmm. But in one, two, and three, any new character. I mean, no one wants to be anyone. I want to be any, Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't put yourself in one, two. There's no one in one, two, or three. Uh, and I do agree. Maybe quite Gunjin. Maybe a little, or you know, maybe, yeah. maybe. Or, or Mace Window Windu is pretty badass. I mean, the only guy with the purple lightsaber. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, but 
<laughs> we're starting to push it, aren't we? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would agree. They're, they're, none of them are as... Compelling of... Ac- yeah. Like, every kid wanted to be someone in 4, 5, and a 6. And part of that is down three. to formula, too, because 4, 5, and 6 pretty much follow the traditional hero's journey, which, yeah. as formulaic as it is, is actually quite effective. Yeah. Right. And so you have all these characters that fit nicely into these neat little archetypes, and everybody's going to identify with someone. And this is not a knock on Star Wars, mind you. This is just saying that it was it was very intentionally well crafted to right. fit that mold. And and actually one, two, three is the um villain's journey, but he wasn't very compelling of a character. He was just a whiny little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay. Exactly. He I mean, I'm sorry, but like I wanna I mean Temper tantrums galore. Just, yeah, yeah, I mean it was he was I mean he was a cute little boy, yippee, in the first one. But other than that, yeah, he was and, kind of annoying in the first one and, too. <laughs> and I tell you what, the jump between one and two, it was very incongruous. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. He's, he's this very yeah. bright young boy, and then all of a sudden, two, he becomes this moody teenager yeah. who watched Twilight yeah. too many times. Yeah, that's what he got. Okay, so you. and and it's it it's just he's not. I mean, you can make a villain's journey, um, sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And never at any time did I feel sympathetic towards a character. I understand that. May I ask then, since we've talked somewhat of a good deal about one, two, three, four, five, six, can we move on to seven and eight? Absolutely. Because right. here's where it's going to get real controversial real fast. Oh, you think so? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. my gosh. Okay. Do you remember the controversy surrounding eight? Uh, there was a huge internet controversy surrounding Jennifer, you must remember. I don't remember. Seriously? <laughs> no. Wait. You don't remember half the fans saying this is the worst Star Wars movie ever and half of them saying this is a masterpiece? Oh. I remember seven. Last, Last Jedi. Seven, The Force Awakens. Yeah, that's Force right. Force Awakens, right. I, from what I remember, I think Force Awakens Everyone came out my was... senior year of high school. So, so seven, the complaint was... Seven is a remake of four. Exactly. Yes. Oh, it's a Death yeah, Star. Yeah. Which is why kid it living is... in the desert just happens to be female instead. And all of a sudden she Oh, has... I love Ray. <laughs> which Ray is which awesome. is no, no, which no. is probably <laughs> why, honestly, it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think you know, I think it was very, very safe. I have no problem with look, I'd rather had a safe, fun film to watch than if you did something different, you would go. Oh, you would people. I mean, yeah, you only had one chance, and it's like he played a safe play to make sure that people didn't hate. Yeah, JJ Abrams yeah. could not find a corner on this planet to hide if his the if fans people hated, hated episode yeah. seven. You're absolutely <laughs> right. So I mean, he played it safe, and it borrowed a lot of story and it, a lot of homages. I'm very. I think that was it was okay. It could For have been sure. better. I'm, I'm going to give him a pass, and I enjoyed the film. I think I'm more than willing to give him a pass just because the film was good. Yeah. And and the on, I'm not a, a diehard Star Wars fan in the way that I've seen four, five, and six, seven times or whatever. But if someone hadn't pointed out to me that seven was a, a basically a remake of four – I, like I didn't care about that no. when I was mm-hmm. watching it for the first I like time. It. I was yeah. sat there having a good time. I had I was, the characters. I was really seeing good. a Star Wars movie for the first time and, in theaters, and it was a lot of fun. And, yeah. Okay, and now let's play this game again. Is there a character in that in in uh, 
seven that you would like to be? Sure. I yes. really liked Ray. Absolutely. I mean, okay, watching the original trilogy as a kid. Yeah. I really didn't care that much about but Leia. Some, like I wanted yeah. to because there's a female character. She's a main character. But was character. there a character that you liked? That I liked Obi-Wan. <laughs> so, okay, that, and that's fine. But at you least know? there was a character that you related to. But then like to see Rey, I was yes. like, wow, this is a female character that I absolutely love. She's awesome. And I love the fact in the last decade we can have action action films where women can be the lead role. Sure. Yeah. And, oh, man, and even her. just seeing the little kids at Disneyland, the little mm-hmm. girls dressed up as Ray, I yep. freaking love it. Every time I see a little Ray, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so adorable. Yep. Yeah. You know, and then, or when you see them interacting with the Star Wars characters walking around, it's just, man, or, it's awesome. I tell you what, you just said that you would rather be Obi-Wan in um, 4, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. Right now, I want to be Ray. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, forget about the gender roles. I love Ray. Yeah. I want to be Ray. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, I like Poe too. But. Daisy Ridley is just a freaking badass. She's so cool. She's, She's great. She's, She's so amazing. Fun. She's awesome. And I personally, if I were choosing a character, I would want to be Poe. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Poe's fun. But, but see, also, now we got but two movies. Daisy's awesome. Wanna, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would have no problem being Finn either because Finn is Finn awesome. Finn is so awesome. cool. But. That's what I mean is yeah. now we have a bunch of characters that everyone, at least there's someone you can relate exactly. to and you mm-hmm. want to be, this guy's cool for this reason. This guy's cool. And that's what one, two, and three And it's for exactly yeah. that reason that I would totally love to watch seven again. Four, yeah. five, six, and seven. Yep. Really? Yep. It was, it was, yes, it was so, a remake of New Hope, but it, it did its job effectively and f- Frankly, I have no problem with it because it'll be the new hope for my generation. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, now, go back to this controversy. I, what, what was the controversy? Are you really not familiar with I the... really can't... Okay, so <laughs> The Last Jedi came out, what, 2017, I want to say? 2017? Because the, the next one's coming out this year, and I think there's a two-year gap in between every one. Um, if I remember right, the trailer for The Last Jedi was pretty well panned Hmm. it was not enjoyed by people at all and then once it came out there were a whole host of people that were coming out on social media on youtube online on blogs even in person there was a huge divide between fans even casual viewers of the film People on one side saying, if you are a true Star Wars fan, you will hate what they have done to the Star Wars universe in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then there are people and this on... this after the film came out or in response only to the commercial? In response to the film itself. Okay. And then there were people on a different side who were saying, oh. yeah, they took it in a new direction. That's what you do with films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think I do recall a little bit of what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. the one... And, and actually, it's funny, that controversy... No. I'm going to talk about history and a little bit of art. Hold on one second. So I finish the story. Because it wasn't just a controversy. This was a kind of thing that it was just a hate war on Twitter and YouTube. There were people... I don't. I don't want to say sending death threats, but saying pe- people were saying, "Oh my gosh, this this guy has such a punchable face." If any of you guys Jeez. listening are familiar with the film reviewer Chris Stuckman, um, he's a relatively 
um, balanced YouTube movie reviewer. <laughs> he he is. He, okay. he he has relatively nuanced, relatively balanced feelings on it. And he gave uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi a generally good review. And he had people commenting on his YouTube review of that movie. This guy has such a punchable face. Mm. We need to what? protest YouTube to have this video taken down because The Last Jedi I, I is truly the okay. worst Star Wars movie. I do know one of the controversies. Now. Okay. Okay, so uh, now when you uh, – let me I – I always go sideways, but there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Eiffel Tower, when it came out, it was a love-hate relationship. Uh-huh. When the expansion on the um, – oh, my God, what's the museum in? I mean, so many pieces of architecture that have been brought out. Maya Lin's um, Vietnam War Memorial, when it first came out, Hated, yeah, hated, mm-hmm. now loved. Yeah, when you look at the um, oh my god, is it um, in, in New York City? It's which art museum? I'm, I'm slipping, anyways. The, <laughs> the MoMA, not the MoMA, it's the um, the the one that's they call it the toilet, they called it the toilet bowl for I a don't, while. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Okay, anyways. So generally, now, sometimes controversial is just controversial. But many, many times, uh, the Louvre, the pyramid, Mm -hmm. was not liked when it came out. Yeah. Many times things are just brought out when they're first brought out. They push people's perception and um, they don't understand it. And when people don't understand it, they tend to dislike it. Mm -hmm. So controversy can either truly be controversy or sometimes as time people go by and they start to look at it more and more, it becomes loved. Mm -hmm. This film, one of the things that people were complaining about was um, uh, Luke. Luke was, what the, Luke would never give up. And and that's why people all these people are so acting upset. like they know they Luke. better Luke's than the writers' heart, room yeah. what Luke would do. do. And to me, when I saw Luke, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is brilliant! He's a nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a force." So you liked the movie? I I loved one of the things was Luke, and I loved the fact that so many times you see in movies. That the hero loses faith. And when that person loses faith, hope is lost. But it's when the hero refines his faith, then things can go forward and be resolved. Okay. And that's what that's what it's Luke much more did. realistic that way too. I mean, yeah. no one goes through life just okay, everything is perfect. Yes. I have a plan every step of the way. Everybody at some point hits a wall. Yeah. And then look, Luke. Two things. He raised a monster. He tried to kill the monster. And at the same time, when you try to kill the monster, you become the monster yourself. Mm -hmm. And so now you have this person who was so good now is this kind of, is it quagmire? You know, it's this quagmire. and, and, And so you have this character who just does? He was lost his faith, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. He's created the new, the, the new villain. Yeah, and um, I love the fact that he lost faith, but came back. Mm-hmm. Okay, came back, and that's what you know. It's it's you know it's a hero's journey. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, I I also like the part. Um, I'm blanking on which one it is, but um, I think it must be eight. I guess where um, all of the the materials detailing the history of the Jedi. 
Um, like tree. I think Luke is about to set fire to them, and then he kind of like falters a little bit, and then Yoda comes back and is like, "There you go, I did it for you." And he's like, "You don't need this stuff." Just yeah, that was eight. Get yeah. going. Was that yeah. eight? Okay. That was eight. Yeah, I mean, page that I turners. Was really... They were not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I love that kind of stuff, and I love that now it puts Ray into this position of. Okay, I really don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm just gonna trust in myself and see what happens. Yeah, you know. Strangely enough, I enjoyed Poe's journey. <laughs> in oh, Poe! Well, I mean, po it was—it's kind of funny because I think—I mean, I think of Poe as kind of the um, Han Solo in this film. He kind yeah, of is. Yeah. Of, yeah. I had—I had a. F- that's funny because I was a little earlier. I had trouble remembering what. Poe's name was, and mm-hmm. before I remembered, I was thinking about asking, "I'm, I, what's the name of the Han Solo insert character yeah. in Seven? <laughs> yeah, because he, he is. He, he's a Han. And and the thing is, like, I'm not sure. If this is probably why people hate it. It's just like you know, Han Solo goes do something stupid. It's like, wow, it worked. Mm-hmm. And to see Poe do the stupid ass thing, and 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 it didn't work mm-hmm. and and that was kind something of something different yeah it's just like because you're like oh he's gonna save the day and he didn't mm-hmm. and that was what was kind of, and then all of a sudden like Leia's like yeah like this something like he's got spunk and her friend's like yeah I like him you know or something <laughs> yeah. like that yeah. was kind of fun yeah I think for me I have a rather interesting relationship with that film which is I when I saw it there were so many story and script moments for me that could have been handled with way more tact, with way more grace, with way more nuance. Oh, without a doubt. I, and, I agree and, with that. And that tended to take me out of the movie. However, at the same time, I would sit there and I would notice, huh, that's kind of dumb. Hmm. And and then a second later, I would, I, again, not a knock on Star Wars, but I would just throw up my hands and say, eh, Star Wars, what do you want? <laughs> you know, it's a, it, I like Star Wars, but Star Wars is a s- stupid space movie. It, it's it's actually it, a comic book. Exactly. I've heard it's, it called a space opera. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. But it's it's a comic book. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a comic book space soap opera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That spawned I've, other ones like Spaceballs. <laughs> that one is a good one. I love that now, one. I think that uh, I'm going to sound like such an elitist here, but do you how how was the writing in eight for you guys? Because for me, I need my writing to be more nuanced. I've seen so many, not just films, but also plays, musicals that just want to shove the theme of the story down your throat Mm -hmm. instead of letting you as an audience member figure out what's going on for yourself. To use the Poe example, Mm -hmm. Poe thought that he was going to save the day. Mm -hmm. It turned out that he didn't. There, I think that moment would have been so much more effective it had been, if it had been conveyed through visual storytelling rather than Leia sitting him down and going, this is the point of the lesson that you just learned. Because that kind of made me roll my eyes just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my personal preference. But I have a feeling that people would have figured it out if they had just 
left it there. Mm-hmm. Poe tried to save the day. Poe didn't. He, they have an actor. They have a camera. Show just Poe. The wheel's turning. Figure it out. I think that could have worked, and it would have been much more effective for me. Hmm. I think you overestimate the average IQ of a person watching a Star Wars film. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lose listeners on this podcast so That's fast. That's kind of my thought, too, is I'm, I'm wondering, like, you know, because sometimes it is, it's younger kids, too, that are watching you know, these movies. So yeah. maybe it's, kids can figure out visual storytelling. They can. I, I joke on that. some are a little, I don't know. You know, I guess what it is is that in American storytelling – And this is absolutely true. When you look at it as opposed to storytelling from around the world, us as Americans, we like to have things spelled out to us and told back, repeated back to us at the end and given to us in a nice little package with a bow on top of it. And I don't think it differs than most pop culture films. If that's the case, then I'm definitely not an American. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you're the thing is, but then there's so many there's and what tends to win Academy Awards or the ones that are critics' favorites are the ones that tend to leave things more ambiguous. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I'll give you a pop culture film that I think was spectacular. Jeez, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Inception. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, Inception. yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. here's a film it ended ambiguously and because of that that's why what made it, it wasn't spelled out what actually happened mm-hmm. it makes the, it forces it forces the viewer to think and for the general movie viewing public asking to be required to think is not what they want they want fast and the furious so i understand why they did it could it have been done better sure without a doubt but I understand fully why they made the decision to, to make things spelled out for yeah. the general audience. It could have been done much better. But it's not it, – it's 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 a comic book. No, yeah. and it's not yeah. the worst film ever made. No, no, no. And That would be one. No, just kidding. 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 Be, pitchforks. <laughs> it could be any uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean film after – or after two, after two. <laughs> maybe, maybe three, depending on who you're talking. Please don't, please, please don't. Oh uh, my god! Please don't. Oh my god! Don't yeah. open up that can of worms. We're just see, going see, on Star Wars my, here. Yeah, someday what, if we ever do it. Do, did you hear? Uh, you know, for a long time in the lexicon, you everyone heard the lexicon of jumping the jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. Yes, and right after Crystal Skull came out, it's for a while it looked like the new term was going to be called nuking the fridge. <laughs> For a while, in like all the movie reviews, they start saying instead of jumping the shark, it's like, oh, I think they nuked the fridge because it was just like, okay, my suspension of disbelief has finally faltered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Understood. All right. Well, what about like any of the Indiana Jones film I heard? I know. I, I'm faithful though. Like if I have hope, if they're gonna make a new one, it's gotta be better than Crystal Skull. It's gonna be called yeah. Escape from the Nursing Home. <laughs> yeah, really. No, <laughs> Landing on the wrong on wrong it. runway, or even yeah. worse, because at the end of what was the last one that they made? Crystal was it Crystal Skull? Skull? Yeah. They they kind of. <clears throat> Excuse me. They kind of implied that they were going to pass it off to Shia LaBeouf. I know. Can you imagine oh if the God. next oh. Indiana Jones movie was made no. with Shia LaBeouf? See, that's the problem. Like, I 
I like Star Wars, but it doesn't evoke the same passion in me that Indiana Jones does. So I'm more like, oh, that's a good movie. Oh, that's a good character. There's nothing that really makes me like, oh, that was terrible. Except for maybe Jar Jar Binks. I just don't buy into the hype culture so much. Like, I I I tend to have realistic expectations for these films. I've never looked at any... Anything, you know, that's come out of the the Star Wars universe in the past couple of years, I never look at those trailers and go, this is going to be the greatest movie ever. And there's nothing wrong with you if you do that. You're mm-hmm. perfectly allowed to think that. I think it's just more going in with realistic expectations of the film that I'm about to see. See, I think it's more looking at the universe as a whole. I think... Kind of similar to Harry Potter. You've got this world that's been created that people would love to be a part of. People can kind of see themselves as, oh, I would definitely be a Jedi or, oh, I would definitely be this or that. I would fit well with the Resistance. I would fit well with, hopefully not the Sith. Something like that. Hopefully not. But even like as far as, um, you know, like lightsaber colors. Like I remember, I think when... One, two, and three first came out. There were different quizzes online of, um, you know, which colored lightsaber would you have, and and all the thought behind it. Like if you are, um, they asked Samuel L. Jackson, and well, Samuel L. Jackson insisted on the purple. He one, insisted on the yeah. purple, but of course, for yeah. the most part, green is more like someone who's really wise, and I forget what blue, like what the distinction is between blue and green, but then red, obviously. You're just full Anger. of yeah. hatred and, yeah. What if I had one that was chartreuse? Oh. <laughs> you might have to f- define your own ideology there. there I would go. want a pink one. You're a, you're a free thinker. <laughs> yes. Uh, Fuchsia. So, uh, I mean, like, that that's the part of the universe that I really angry. like. I, I like the fact that there's a world that is very developed that you can see yourself in, and it feels like... Um, an actual world that you could go and visit. Same with the the Harry Potter series. You know, you can kind of put yourself into a house. You can kind of see yourself as getting along with certain characters or not. That kind of okay. thing. So that that's something that I really appreciate about the Star Wars universe without being a huge, huge fan of it. And really for me, it's, it's mostly Star Tours, even now. Like, I still have the, the, the most... The thing that I love the most about Star Wars as a franchise is still Star Tours. It needs to be reformed. I think I've said this on this podcast before, but I don't want to go on a ride and just watch the movie that mm-hmm. I've already seen. Yeah. That's, That's just my preference. The, the first iteration of it was, yeah. you know, you're seeing bits and pieces of it, but it's still an original story. It's still an original character. I mean, yeah, you've got R2-D2 up there, but tying the whole thing in. I don't know. I still, I will forever miss the first version of Star Tours. What do you guys think about Star Wars uh, TV? Never been familiar with it, to be honest. I don't think I've ever seen any episodes either. I know there was a holiday special at one point. And oh my God. I've oh yeah, I remember bizarre. that one. <laughs> well, I mean. But most of the holiday specials around that time well, period kind of were. There's, there's the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe... Um, the new Disney Channel has a Star Wars. That yeah, Disney right. Plus is coming yeah. out with new content. And I forget what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought maybe someone had some. I don't know enough about it to comment on it. But, I mean, it's just, once again, it's an expansion upon 
the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's and, games, tons yeah. and tons of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The games I had, a, I had. A, a, I'm not even talking about Battlefront. There was a series in like the 2000s or something mm-hmm. that I really liked. You know, where you played a first person shooter and you played a yeah. You know, and then um, did you guys read any of the books? No, I have not. It's very. You should have my sister on the podcast. She is a huge super fan. She's read stuff. She's watched everything, played everything. Yeah, the the it was funny because there was a bunch of books, and then once, uh, I think, uh, once the seven, eight, and nine, they decided to cancel all the books and say that they're not canon. Oh, huh. I did hear something about that. Because Leia was supposed to have that. twins. Yeah. And then Mara Jade. And, and then they actually created a whole universe. And then it just kind of like, whoop, nope. That reminds me. I know that. that there were fans that were really upset that you didn't get to see Mara Jade or any other right. characters that they had read about in the new movies. Hmm. Well, so. Mara Jade was, I thought it was very, very interesting when you're reading the books. Because it was, uh, as I recall, it was when I was reading it. It was what... Wow, they're bringing out a new major character, and um, to think that the books would be bringing out new major characters as opposed to just constantly reusing the same old characters yeah. that were in the films. So that was really exciting, and that's why I think many people were upset that Mara Jade doesn't have um, any place in this universe. Mm-hmm. Huh. I think that's also why a lot of people are, um, or there's something very similar to that with. The announcement that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is not going to have a lot of the familiar characters that we've seen in movies. And it's going to be its own kind of little offshoot. What do you guys think about that? uh, You think? I haven't heard that at all. That's why I've heard. I've heard, like, you're not going to see Leia walking around. You're not going to see Chewie. Oh, you mean, like, actors playing the the characters? Like, character meet and greets and stuff like that? I mean, that makes me a little (laughs) bit sad. Yeah, a little bit. Because, I mean, like, now there's a world. It would be cool to see them in that world. But, I mean, I understand why. It's like if if they're not really going to be in the movies anymore, why have them in the parks and then have people be sad? Like, oh, I can't see you in, in any new and upcoming projects. I, I don't can't put my finger on why but it feels right like the right decision yeah that they're do, not do having character meet kind of things mm-hmm. in in star wars galaxy's edge and stuff like that well i think there will I be think it just, just be just not if, are there yeah i think it's just not gonna be any characters that we've really seen thus far right that just it feels like the right decision so All anyways right. well before we head to a quick break, it's time for our Who's It's and What's It's of the Week. And this week, Zen discovered a very interesting fact about Sleeping Beauty Castle in Disneyland, California. Oh my gosh. Zen, what is it? I don't know. You're going to have to wait till after the break. Okay. No, no, there is no break here. We're <laughs> no, there's no break, break here. <laughs> Darn it. the break. I was going to, it was a cliffhanger. <laughs> so, um, once again, it's a kind of a shameless plug. But the thing is, I, I think you guys had heard that I do podcasts on travel because I love traveling so much. And one of the things that was heartbreaking in the last week, we record these ahead of time. So when we're recording this, this is actually the same week where um, Notre Dame Cathedral burned and the ceiling collapsed. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, 
if you look online, obviously there's so many, and actually, unusually for me, you know, I traveled the world. I actually only got to see Notre Dame for the first time um, within the last nine months ago. So it's something particularly close to me. It's just like, wow, you know, I waited my life and I wanted to see this. I cannot see this structure ever again in the same way. Mm -hmm. um, it, and it, it kind of, it hurts. And at least my daughter got to see it. Anyways, so after this, Obviously, everyone is talking about all these interesting stories that deal with Notre Dame. And one of the most interesting things that I found and is that um, I forget what the name of the gentleman was, but he was walking around in Disneyland. Yeah. And he was looking at the castle and noticed that, oh, my God, there's a spire on top of the castle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's the spire, same spire on the Cathedral Notre Dame. Yep. Okay. And so he went back, talked to the designers, like, how long has that been there? I just noticed it. And the guy's <laughs> saying, that's been there for 30 years. And yeah. he goes, okay. why do you have the spire of Notre Dame on top of the castle? And he said, um, Disney told me, Walt yeah. told me to put it on there. He loved it so much that he told me it needed to be included on his castle. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Disneyland and you walk up to the castle, take a look at all the different spires, you'll see the spire that unfortunately fell in Notre Dame that you saw burn and collapse. It still is there on our castle. So huh. yeah, just random trivia. Wow. And yep. if anything ha ever happened to that one, um, apparently there are two reference materials that they can look at to rebuild that spire. So there's, um, I think, just a couple of years ago. 19... Oh, 2015. Yeah. Someone um, actually did, uh, like, scanned the entire Notre Dame. So mm -hmm. there's those blueprints. And then even in a game series... Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on <laughs> I played it too. Oh. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Oh my god. Assassin's Creed, they Nerds. have like a 3D <laughs> model yeah. of it that will be very instrumental in the rebuilds. So. There you go. Yeah. So, lovely. So, hope is not lost. That's your random trivia for today. Yay. Random trivia. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Now it's time once again for Disney trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're testing Zen and David's knowledge of the Star Tours ride at Disneyland. Gentlemen, are you ready? No. Yep. No. <laughs> right. Wasn't that the opposite of last yeah, time? Exactly. Question number one. In what year did Star Tours open at Disneyland? I'll take whoever is closest on this one because it's... Semi-lightning round. 1983. Okay, 83 and what is it? 78. 78? Okay. David's closer. Woo! So, yeah. 1987 was oh. when we were first oh. introduced to Rex, who is awesome. Very nice. Who I miss. Very nice. Terribly. Okay. We all miss him dearly. We all miss him dearly. R.I.P. Rex. Eh. All right. Question number two. I'm Rex. <laughs> you just opened with that. Hi, Ron Rex. I, I did once. Oh, that's right. You did. Okay. 
I, I had edited that. I did the I edit. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Okay. All Question right. number two. Which attraction did Star Tours replace? Ooh. I didn't know there was an attraction that it did replace. I No, honestly, I didn't know this either. Like, I... This attraction, I knew it existed somewhere in Tomorrowland, but I didn't realize it was. Is right this the 360 theater? Okay, Three. I, I don't. The I don't have a guess because this is theater? BD, and I have no idea. No idea. Okay, what are you gonna say, Zen? I was. There's was a Circle Vision 360. I thought on that side. Okay. That's the one I choose. Womp womp. It was actually Adventures Through Inner Space. That's actually where... It was on that side? I've was, I thought Inner ne- Space was where Buzz Lightyear was. I okay. think, wasn't Circle Vision where uh, Buzz Lightyear is, is, was? Is I don't know. I mean, somewhere? it was a long time know. ago. No one knows. I, I had no <laughs> idea that either of these were things. A a Circle Vision I was familiar with. But I was a little kid on milk. Adventures yeah. Through Inner Space. Anyways. All right. So David is still in the lead. Woo! In the queue, question number three. In the queue for Star Tours, you'll find a droid who is checking everyone's baggage. His voice should sound familiar because you can also hear it on another ride that has to do with flying. What is the name of the actor providing the voice? This is going to sound really stupid because I I think oh, if I you're know referring who... to the ride, I think his voice is pitch shifted. Are yes. we thinking about the same Patrick person? Patrick Warburton. Warburton. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes, Patrick yes. Warburton. He because he just has that sort of that it's sort of articulation. tone. There, it's the articulation because yeah. yeah. it's it's like keep it going, keep it going. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. And, <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome to Soren. Yeah. yeah, my name is Patrick and I'll be your chief flight attendant <gasps> yeah. today. Oh <laughs> I'm good at impressions. Wow. I'm really good at impressions. My There's mind one thing is blown right now. I'm actually really good at. Oh so. my god. Okay. We're, we're going to have to use that. Uh, yeah, we will. What if we're, we call Disney and be like, hello, this is no, Patrick you know, Warburton. We're going to have to have him start hello, doing this the is intros. Patrick Warburton. I know. Please send me my check for January. We're going to have him do a, <laughs> you can do a cronk opening. <gasps> okay. Cronk opening. This cronk. is going to happen. All right. Okay. Well, but David is Moving still on. in the lead. Question number four. In the same baggage scanner scene, you'll find a stowaway from the haunted mansion. Who is it? <sighs> Like maybe the, oh, the I didn't stowaway know this one from the haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. This one I don't know. I am clueless on. Is it the maybe like an old version of the Hatbox Ghost? I have no idea. I I love watching that, and I I can't recall. Yeah, I can't recall I, I either. That would be my guess, but I have no idea. Womp womp. It's womp actually womp. Madame Leota. Really? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's Madame. Le- I have not seen like her this head before. in there. Like yeah, a- like the the, um, the crystal ball with her. You're kidding me. I I watched that thing That's all the weird. time. Too, okay. Because yeah. I always want to see what's in the. Anyways, have you guys noticed the stowaway on the Guardians ride? No, I haven't been on Guardians Harold. yet. You haven't? I need to. Oh, I Jennifer. Out last time. Come on. No, Harold the Yeti is a stowaway on the Guardians oh, ride. He's in the queue. Anyways. Oh, yeah, my husband took a picture of that. I did see that. Just not in person. All right, last question. Question number five. What and is... And we, we, I'm a 500 points ahead. It's 1,500. Yes. So you could tie it. Maybe. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Question number five. What is the name of the vehicle you ride on Star Tours? What do they call it? Oh, Not like the Star Speeder. Okay, we got Star Speeder and no idea. Ding I... ding ding! There we go. Now, bonus question, just for fun. What is the number of the Star Speeder in the current version? Oh, I think it's 
3,000? That was the first version. Oh, really? Yeah. First version uh, was 3,000. Oh, 3, I have no idea what it is now. It's got to be 4,000. No, no. Current version's 1,000. Because remember, you're kind of going back in time. This is before the time of Rex. That's why Rex is in the, the queue and he's like... In a box? In a box, yeah. yeah. Interesting. This huh. is pre-Rex. Yeah. All well, right, congratulations, then. David. What? Oh. You win. And that is all the time we have for this edition of Main Street UCI. If you enjoyed our show, we'd love if you'd give us five stars on iTunes or Google Play and help our podcast grow. You can find previous episodes at sites.ce.uci.edu slash MainStreetUCI or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at MainStreetUCI, where you'll find photos of our adventures in the parks, interesting articles, and more. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll come back and hear us again real soon. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. And may the force be with you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs>